Hey everyone, it's Sentypes, joined by Uncommon Fossil. As always, we are the Reasonably Effective Podcast, the podcast that brings you reasonable content, hopefully. <laughs> Today, we are um, doing something a little different. We're going to be, it's not that different, I guess. We're just kind of rambling on about stuff, but we're talking about what makes decks fun. But first, let's talk quickly, I guess, about um, live and like any any new experiences you've had with Pokemon this week. Yeah, it's been not a, a kind of a, a bland week for me in live. I've been working through all the starter decks, which we had talked about last week. I had started doing that, and you know, I gave like at least a full day to every starter deck just to get a sense of it, which I I wanted to do just to understand it, see what what's out there for options. And some of them I enjoyed, like Arcanine EX. A lot of them are mad decks. Probably would not make the fun deck list that we we would consider. Uh, one thing I did notice though. In terms of the ranking, when you get up to I think 600, your player rank, it um, that that's when you start the great league. So at Pokey League, you get 20 per win and you lose 10 per loss. So it's pretty easy to move up even with a mediocre deck. But then at Great League, it, it, it's kind of there are 500 ish these these starter decks because you up 20, down 20. I don't think you can ever fall below 600. I'm not sure. Um, but that is kind of that zone six seven hundred is filled with all the starter decks. It seems like occasionally you get a better deck, but all the starter deck people seem to be stuck in this zone of just about six hundred. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I, I've honestly been like I've been uh, I was doing I've been working on like a bunch of different things. But so I was working on um, I was just like playing some some yeah. decks, and I was like. I'd run a deck, and then I'd, like, completely brick. And so I'd been, like, honestly having a really brutal time with Pokemon this week. Like, I'd say a half my games have just been complete dead draws, which is just unfortunate. Sometimes you have weeks like that. Yeah. Um, and then I'm working on my, my random deck format as well, which should be should be up um, by the time this podcast comes out. But I, I had to do some programming for that, and I wasn't really familiar with the language, and it was just kind of unpleasant. Mm -hmm. um, I did get through it. I finally got it done. But... um. Yeah, it was kind of frustrating. Um, oh, and then obviously, so with working on the random deck format, I was messing around with live because the idea is that you import, it makes a deck list, you import it into live. Yeah. Um, and I found out some interesting glitches. I'm not actually on live right now because, um, as I said, we're talking about fun decks, so I wanted to be on PCGO for that one. Um, but uh, so a few glitches, I guess. Um, the one is obviously you can import a deck. Um, you can import. Uh, you can import a deck with more than four of a certain card. So in live or in PCGO, you can't add more than four of, say, um, like a Pikachu. Mm -hmm. But um, in live, you can import six of that Pikachu, and it will import. Uh, you can't play this, I don't believe, but uh, that's a minor glitch. And the only right. way you can do that is by importing it. You can't just said add it. And then also there's a glitch, I believe, where you um, you have a deck, and you like click on the card... And then you can, it gives like a plus or minus. We can add a card or delete a card or whatever. Yep. Um, and then you can click on that. And then you can delete the deck. And then you can mm -hmm. add cards to the deck. And then it like undeletes the deck. It's very strange. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's all I have to say. Yeah. And the deck builder, I mean, obviously live needs work. And the deck builder certainly is one of the weaker parts still, I think, in live. It, it's okay, but it's not, it's not as good as PTCGO. Yeah, and Pizza Joe isn't great, but yeah, live's just pretty annoying. Um, you can't import decks of over a certain size. I'm not sure what the size was. Um, I was testing, as I said, my, my deck had my random deck mm -hmm. generator, um, and it definitely ran into that problem. Uh, the deck I was trying to import wasn't like a legal deck, obviously, if it was too big. But um, uh, just on just that issue, 
because because I was putting together my deck of want list for Scarlet and Violet, and I it, I think it capped out at either seventy five or seventy six cards. Okay, that's and then you couldn't add to it anymore. Um, and that, that I think in some ways that might be a good thing. Obviously, it's not a legal deck. You could have bigger decks than that in in PTCGO. Like when I was going through looking at ideas for like a deck, like a I want to like a evolution fire deck and i was grabbing all these cards for it and i end up with like 100 cards but on pto when you have like 100 cards the whole program would bog down so it might be just to avoid those issues that they capped it yeah it's certainly fine like you you can't even see the cards anyway like on pcg you can see most of the cards and like look yeah. through them and then you can kind of make decisions and that's not what lives meant to do so it's fine that you can't add that many yep. um it's a, it's i mean it would be nice if it worked better but you know and it, it is quite it. It wasn't awful. But I'm wondering if there are other glitches in there. I'm sure there are. Yeah, and the formatting's different for importing, right? Because if you want, if you exported a list from PTCGO, when you go to import it to live, it usually doesn't work. And if there's even yeah. one card that it doesn't like the formatting of in live, it, it just rejects the deck list. It won't impart like the 59 cards it knows. You can't and just add the one. You have to then manually enter all 60, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And also, it um it doesn't swap in arts like ever. I don't think, which is kind of annoying. Um, and also, uh, you can. Uh, there's another issue. Um, you're saying that uh, what was the thing you just said? Um, oh, about importing deck lists. Um, first, it's a di the format's different between live and PTC Joe for some of the syntax. And then if it has a card, even one card doesn't like it, just won't import the deck list. Yeah, I think actually the only thing it looks for is the... I'm not sure about this, but I think the only thing it looks for is the set number and symbol, um, which means that you can like spell the Pokemon name wrong, I think, and it should still work. Okay. I'm not actually sure about that. Also, you need, like, enter... Because I'm doing... Um, I was using JavaScript, but you need backslash N before and after the list um, mm -hmm. for some reason. Otherwise, it like, doesn't take the card. I, I don't know what that was all about, but... um. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird there. Yeah, I mean, some of it, obviously, it's touchy, because even, like, PokemonCard.io that we both use some or have used, it gets, it gets like, fussy about things and, and has some weird glitchiness to it at times. So um, it's a little odd that they changed, changed the syntax between the two things. And as far as I know, it, it's never been published what the syntax should be from Pokemon's perspective. Yeah, but it, it's, not, it's not awful. But I think it's time to, yep. as I said, talk about um, fun decks. Uh, and what makes the deck fun and the decks that we've enjoyed and decks we haven't enjoyed. Um, and I'll, I'll kick it off, I guess, yeah. with one that's not actually in standard, but um, I think you have some thoughts about it. And we both play this okay. deck a lot and we enjoyed it. But I think I've actually started to enjoy it less. And that's mm -hmm. Bad Party. Okay. Right? And you, you played that deck a lot. Yeah, I played it a lot. I mean, when I started uh, back on PTCGO, that was kind of the new set at the time. So I pulled a lot of cards, and obviously it was very affordable to a new player to get. And it was a solid deck. And, yeah, I liked it. And, and I played played a decent amount and expanded, too, because it was a, a good expanded deck that was also affordable, whereas a lot of those get pricey. But it's a deck I like, and I think a lot of people like it, You know, from what I can tell with other videos and stuff. there's It's just, you know, part of it is I think you have this 40 HP Pokemon and Bunnelby that can do big damage, so that's always fun when you when you can do stuff like that. A single prize decks are just you know I, I, that that's always fun because obviously multi prize things tend to dominate. So when you get a single prize deck that could, that can compete with it, 
it's fun also. Um, you know, and the and decks that work a little different are always enjoyable. So this one, you're damaged based on cards in the discard pile, which isn't the norm for most, most decks. So, so those are some of the things I think that makes it fun. Yeah, I agree with all those. One of the things is also, for those who know, um, the Pachirito story in the video game world, where it won the World Championships, it's like any Pokemon, even if it's like a small Pokemon, can win. Um, uh, and then also the idea that it also has some nostalgia, funnily, uh, as mm-hmm. it's like the Nightmarch-style deck. Right. I don't know if that's a big deal, but I think some people certainly really find uh, are like attached to that. Um, honestly, though, the more I played it, um, the less I've enjoyed it. I think, um, and this is a really big factor, I think when something's new, you enjoy it more. So we are both relatively new to um, the more serious side of the TCG. So yeah. then it was like much more interesting, even though like a lot of things we were doing were pretty generic. Um, and then uh, the idea is like the deck, obviously you get lots of Pokemon in the discard. Um, it's really annoying and um, it, it can be countered pretty easily though. Spread super awful for it. So I think the, um, and then there are other things um Notably, I think it's it's best in expanded format, and that mm-hmm. I play that like a lot. It's my go-to expanded deck. Um, it honestly, it's only fun when you win, uh, because uh, in expanded, because either you completely dominate or you completely get like shut down. Uh, in expanded, it was more balanced, but mm-hmm. it still honestly felt a lot like that a lot of the time where you were completely dominant or you know, completely lost in the game. So I don't know. I, I don't. I think the deck's cool, but I don't think it. I don't think it's inherently an interesting deck. We, you, you mentioned like a, a few points that like kind of make it cool, but I don't think it stands out mm-hmm. as a great deck. One like the great fun decks, in my opinion. No, although as, as we're talking about it, there's a build you had that was also fun it, and kind of led to some other ideas, and that's with the Beedrill that it was the last card in hand. You could play it down, right? And you drew, yeah. what, you drew three three cards, I think, with it? Uh, yeah, so, I'll pull it, uh, where is it? I called it Mad... Yeah, Mad Drill. Yeah, Mad Drill. I so, I, so I had a deck called Bad Drill, um, which was bad, obviously. Um, the idea is that you have the single prize B Drill, um, and from, from Vivid Voltage, if it's the last card in your hand, you can play it down, draw three cards. Same ability as uh, Greninja GX from my, I want to say... Hidden Fates, Detective Pikachu, some like mini set, I think. Okay. Um, which is kind of cool, but then that was like awful. But then Madrill is like bad drill, but um, with Mad Party. And um, it was kind of interesting because it, you have ideas where you discard with Glare and Meowth to thin your hand mm-hmm. and draw more Beedrill. It's a single prize draw engine, combos with Soup Up Net. Uh, and right. part of why that deck's fun is that it's very different in the fact that you have this like different condition that you're going for that no other deck really likes um we want to get no cards in hand we've actually seen a few cards in decks like this we've seen mm-hmm. mustard both the mustards want this um we've seen there's an empoleon that wants this there's also a um the hisuian arcanine which mm-hmm. wants this although that's not exactly the same but i think the idea of like doing these weird not necessarily win conditions, but conditions to do something mm-hmm. makes the card really fun when you're like just doing something different and and silly. Right. It was a, a it, you know, it, the B drill. You had the um, glaring, glaring meowth, and then there was also 
was it a psychic Pokemon that could discard three at one point? A uh, Dust Storm, yeah. So, so you had these options to, to discard to get down to the zero card hand, which obviously paired with the Mad Party. So, you know, it, it, it and it was a kind of an alternate to the Dedenne GX, which is obviously a tremendous card. Everybody played it. You could get a deck that was almost as effective as the Dedenne GX while using these rogue uh cheap Pokemon, which is kind of, which makes it more fun, I think, right? If you can come get close to the same win rate with something that's a little bit out there, it, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I'd, I'd say I kind of enjoy Turbo-style decks, mm. um, like notably Dedan GX or some of those silly expanded decks, although I never played with Shaman EX, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, drawing your whole deck turn one is kind of fun. Yeah. We see that with UV Max, where it's just fun to just play all your cards. Uh, but then that also can get kind of boring. It's only fun when you draw your whole deck and then win. Um, so that's why a deck like even Donk and Expanded mm-hmm. can be fun um, because it's just stupid. Um, but then as soon as you lose, it, it just feels awful. So I feel like decks like that, well, they can be fun. Sometimes they're not a fun deck in general. And also they're not fun to play against because it's not very thoughtful. It's either they do get their combo off or they don't or you have counters or... They just whiff or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and there's a question of what is it fun or a deck that could be effective. But um, like with that, those deck that set up quickly, playing the the Reshazard back with Welder, right? Reshiram and Charizard. You, you had the t- potential. You what you were doing? I think 200 damage turn one, which could just put your opponent in such a bad spot. Then you could do 230 the next turn, and your opponent was, you know by the end of even turn one off and your opponent was had almost lost the game and by turn two they're definitely out of contention so it can be fun but you know it, it gets tiring playing those decks after a while i think they are high yeah. roll which which they have to be right if they're yeah, not high, just, no, high... Or for me it's a bit different i just hate like i'm just too good at pokemon it's so <laughs> so brutal yeah so but as you're saying those, those decks that are different i think is a big part of what's fun so um like for me, it was it was never a good deck, but I always wanted it to work, and I had fun messing with it. The cast form deck, and you've made fun of me for that, right? But it's a, a Pokemon. Yeah. It can attack without energy, right? Which which is just a fun thing, right? It's a single prizer, so you're so you know you can take a few knockouts and get behind and still come back. So a deck, an idea like that, right? The idea I can build a deck, sixty card deck with no energy and can still start doing if I can start doing one fifty damage by turn two or three, you know it was. You know, that's not bad at all. So it's kind of fun when you can win with a deck that's just doing something a little weird like that. Yeah, and you also enjoy Rotom V, which is kind of a similar idea where yep. you have lots of these cards that, like, mm-hmm. provide... And I guess my part in the same sense. These cards that don't necessarily provide a ton of value to your deck, you just mm-hmm. have kind of stuck in there. Even decks like... Um, I don't know, any deck that plays, like, absurd amounts of energy. I think that yeah. these ideas where the deck plays these like weird cards seems kind of interesting although mm-hmm. they honestly like don't work either usually right i mean they're kind of fun and it's it, they're really enjoyable when it works but they don't work i mean rotom v actually wasn't a bad deck but obviously you'd put it in this absurd amount of tools in the deck to make it work um but there are even to the extent it worked there are much better decks out there to choose from so you it, part of the fun was just it was a different type of deck to make it that's what gave it value um another deck that i like that's just different and this is a super high roll deck and i know you hated it i think it was the maractus deck with the coin flip right with just an absurd it was kind of fun it was silly i think these are um 
with, with Chem or Polygon Z, I describe them as as, as YouTube decks where yeah. you just they make really good videos, and the, you know that the person's like almost definitely going to like completely obliterate their opponent, or something like absurd is going to happen. Um, I think there's the moderately iconic moment of Andrew Mahone flipping like almost all tails off of like ten coin flips yeah. in Ractus. Um, they're fun to watch, but they're not necessarily fun to play because most of your games you won't get set up. But when it sets up, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, they're only they're good like a tenth of the time, and for YouTube, that's good enough. But even for playing, I I would enjoy playing because honestly, you at the time with a good build, you were you could you would win above thirty percent of the time. You know, maybe forty percent, which isn't terrible. But then you got the game. But you know, every every one fourth of the time, you're one shotting someone's V max. You're like, it just feels so good, right? But um, it's fun. It, it, it's like dumb fun, though, right? Because it, you know it's not a good deck. It, you're just kind of enjoying the uh, kind of meme factor to it. Yeah, and I think there's only so much fun that can be had with those decks. Um, I personally, I think the more I've developed as a player, the more I've enjoyed more strategic like style of plays and mm-hmm. also like combos as well. I enjoy combo decks. Um, I'll say I enjoy a lot of different styles of decks, but... Um, I think some combo decks are really cool. There's a, what is uh, a dark deck where you had Greninja and Zorak GX. You use that attack. This is essentially Lugia Archeops, but bad. Um, you accelerate, use your GX attack to put Incineroar GXs onto the bench to like accelerate energy to them. And then you do lots of damage with your Greninja and Zorak. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the uh, infinite... Um, I think it was Weavile GX, Eternus VMAX, Darkrai GX, um, Kecleon combo where you shrunk and expanded your bench mm-hmm. uh, using Weavile GX to move the energy of, off of, and on of your Kecleon, which turns Dark type when it has Dark Energy attached, allowing you to bring Darkrai on and off your bench, and then you move the energy, and then Darkrai accelerates to itself and moves the energy off. Then you can like get all your energies. Um, do you remember that deck? I, I never played it, but I, I think I was up against it some, and it, and it wasn't. It's not enjoyable to be just sitting there watching your opponent take this uh, in, in almost infinitely long turn, just waiting to lose the game. Yeah, I feel like expanded format just kind of bad. Um, the decks there are there are a lot of like absurd combo decks, um, and then there are like lots of control decks. And I think we should probably talk about control, right? Um, yeah, I mean control. Can be it obviously can be not fun to play against, right? Because because you end up not doing much, but it's certainly the the ability to stop your opponent from doing what they want is it's it's always brings a certain amount of joy. I, I find I think to many people it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, um, that's not obviously not something like good for the game if you're just like torturing your opponent. I think a, a fun deck needs to be fun for both players. I'd argue though that control can be interesting to play against and fun to play against if it's very thoughtful. Um, both players need to be pretty good, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, and also need to certain types of control. For example, like handlock control decks, like Excadrill, I just really don't like because they're just you just lose. Like all of a sudden, you can't play any cards, which isn't interesting when you don't have any options. Um, yeah. With a deck like uh, a Mewtwo control, can be super obnoxious to play against as well. But then. Um, like a lot of newer builds of control aren't just one strategy. The idea is that both players need to manage their resources accurately um, and play just to the best of their ability, and then the better player comes out on top. Um, 
And I think I like the idea of that where you need to play your best. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I think that's kind of cool. Or I definitely don't enjoy and, and you don't enjoy playing control either, do you? No, and I haven't done it a lot, so I'm not good at it, right? Um, it, it, it's You have to obviously know you're 60, and that's not eh. the hardest. Well, eh. <laughs> but that's not the hardest part, but then you also need to know your opponent's 60, and you need to know they're 60 from just seeing a few cards, right, to, to figure out what your strategy is, at least, you know, to play it at a high level. So, uh, yeah. You know, I certainly control, you know, it's not exactly control, but I certainly enjoy mill decks. Now, that's less skill-based, and you don't like mill, I don't think. You don't respect it a lot. But it's fun watching it, just discarding your opponent's cards, watching them lose the pieces that they're going to need to make the game work. Um, and obviously there's cards like, like Glare and Weezing that are shutting you down your opponent. It's a con- certainly a control aspect within things like that. Yeah, the thing with mill that I don't like is it feels very random. Like depend, it just depends a lot on how your opponent, uh, like, like what cards you hit of your opponent. If you hit switches, you just kind of win. If you or energies, you can just kind of win. If you don't, you can just kind of lose. And also, I think the best control deck or the best mill deck by far has been uh, Durant since mm-hmm. I've been like playing, uh, and I, I started like like even when I when I first joined the game. Uh, ever, which was during the black and white era, Durant was like a deck, uh, and I came back, and it's still a deck. So um, I can't think of any other good mill decks. I mean, there's Bulban Bryson Man Mill, which is kind of mill, but it's mm-hmm. also like control. So um, yeah, I feel like Durant Mill is just a not not fun to play against, or it's just not an interesting deck because like half your game, like you'll see that like your Durants are just all prized <laughs> sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of annoying. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's. I'm not a big fan of Durant Mill, which is the mill deck you're talking about, right? It's been the most effective for sure. So yeah, I, now one of the things you like is I think a deck with a lot of decisions, which 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 I which I do like. But I think there's also a place where I enjoy. And I don't know if it's the same as having fun. That is enjoyment having fun, the same thing. But a simple deck. There's times it's nice to play a deck where. The game's more low keyed. I'm not making a t- like three critical decisions every, every turn and stuff. I just make a few decisions over the course of the game and kind of sit back and let it play out. And obviously, like Durant Mills, one of those. And there's a number of decks like that have have worked like that that I enjoy for that reason. Like uh, even in a turnus deck back in the day, it was an effective deck, but in a, you know it, it was pretty linear. You knew what to do. A deck like um, Ice Rider and Talion, which generally set itself up pretty straightforward to play it was more of was your opponent's deck better than yours which it was a lot of times um a few decisions that would could possibly swing the game but a lot of it you just kind of sit back make your plays kind of just to enjoy the time yeah i definitely see I, I there are some decks like that that i just despise i think ice rider is fine it's a straightforward deck um but i don't like um so you victini v max which is just a four for victini um, yeah. Or maybe four three, and then there are other similar decks like Stone Journey and Drakezol, and I just despise those decks. <laughs> They're like the worst thing in the world to play against. You just sit there, your opponent does the same thing every turn, and you know exactly what they're gonna do, and you just know that you're probably gonna lose, or that yeah. you just dominate them. Uh, and neither of them are very interesting. I'd say that those decks are completely brain dead. Um, honestly, uh, I yeah, I just I just despise them. They're so not fun to play against. Um, 
and they're just healing a lot. The teeny bill doesn't heal, but it's super annoying still. Um, there, I'd I'd define them as anti creativity decks. Um, I yeah, I don't like them at all. Um, there actually was a stone journey build where you had, um, I think you had some other options, but not too many mm -hmm. other options. And there was also some, like a Victini, some Victini builds that had other options, but just straight Victini. If you just play a four-four Vmax and that, oh, okay. So I played Metagross Control, right? Yes. Um, Which... And I enjoy that. Um, and I think that deck's more interesting because honestly, it's weaker. Uh, it also has like control aspects. Um, but honestly. I imagine if I had seen that more, I would have liked it less. Uh, it's it's very toxic as well. I say not as toxic. You do have more choices as well. With your first attack, you are choosing what cards to get. Mm -hmm. This is Stone Joiner, Drake Assault, Victini. You're just using your attack every turn, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I get it. Those those simple kind of decks can be boring. Although, like, a simple, uh, uh, in that certain vein, I'd say Corviknight VMAX, was a similar deck that I kind of happen to enjoy at times too, where it's got free retreat off the VMAX and you could get uh, healing going with the deck and you just kind of get four in play and you just move between them one by one, heal them off with like uh, with your crystal cave or something. And by the time that it gets back into it, it, it should be healed up again. And you're kind of doing a little bit of damage. You don't do it a lot. You don't worry about it. You just kind of sit there and, and just take your time. And I could with enjoy that, something like that. Yeah, with that deck, there's also the idea that you can use um, you can use memory capsule and yeah. uh, the first attack to stop them from retreating. And right. you can also stick double turbo energies on uh, to do no damage and get something trapped forever, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, did you play it like that? Where you where you try to trap something? Um, yeah, I, I definitely did do memory capsule with with that deck. One of the probably one of the few times that memory capsule might actually work. I, my experiences with that have not been good. Just that it it, it it's just too uh, high roll generally. Um, yeah. But again, it's just a kind of a relax. You know, a deck. Yeah, you kind of sit back, you let it do its thing. But again, it, it, you don't want to do those games. There's just certain days that that type of game is is enjoyable. Um, yeah, you'll like you'll 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 start your game of Pokemon and then like start your YouTube video, <laughs> like watching a YouTube video and then yes, and like you look up and it's like oh the time's run now. I guess I'll make my move now and then you like make a few moves and then you like go back to watching your video and then you look up oh they played a scape row and then you send up your Pokemon and then you look back down at like your phone or whatever. Right? Yeah, I, I mean I try not to do because it's try not to do it and it's really horrible to play against those people and we all I, most people are guilty of that some but they're you know when you have your opponent that like every simple decision they're making they take most of their time you, you can tell they're either just trying to annoy you or they just don't really care about the game and, and yeah I mean, it's just the live experience well, what can i say <laughs> well it happened in ptcgo also i gotta say so yeah no I, I usually try to play pretty quickly even if i am not paying attention i just make like bad plays yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm going to bring up a deck here that, that you're not going to like, um, but you know I like it, and I know you hate it, and that, that's Rapids Drake Malamar, um, which gets into the idea. It's a single prize deck. It's a stage one, so pretty easy to set up. One energy. Um, you know, uh, the idea is you have a single prize Pokemon attacking one energy, but can do very big damage, the potential certainly to knock out like a V Pokemon. And even can as the, as you as if as the game gets if you're set up right take out even a V Max in one shot. So 
just a very fun feeling to me. And obviously, as a single prize deck, you can whiff a couple turns along the way and know you have a chance to, which is probably another factor, too. Decks that you, you have the chance to come back, I think, are fun, too. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy that. Um, the, the decks that come back. I don't enjoy Malamar. Don't like so, Malamar, yeah. So give me one, like, interesting... One, like... Why do you like Malamar, though? I like yeah. it in that it's a deck that, like, your first... Honestly, you can take a couple turns to set up, and it doesn't matter what your opponent does. It doesn't matter, like, you're getting behind because you've got the potential... It doesn't matter what, that your opponent, like, goes in with their Earth for Dragonpool and KOs all your, your Gaze and Malamars <laughs> all, and all your well, Grimmerades. That was a problem, although you seem to hit matchup against Dragapult a lot more with, than I did, so... Um, so, yes. But it, uh, what I'll say, though, is, and if you're taking it to, a, like, a tournament and we're worried about, about things like that, that's a problem. But, when you you know, when you're just going on the ladder, you, you just kind of don't worry about you know, if you ten percent of the time you just hit an unwinnable matchup, you know that's kind of true for every game. You, you just don't worry about it. So I don't think that was the biggest thing. Yeah, I was, was more like fifty, sixty, seventy percent of the wow. time you'd like hit an unwinnable matchup. <laughs> I think that was your experience. That wasn't my experience. But you know, we all have decks that just seem to work and not work. But you know, because because I, and I like the Chinchino build back in the day, and, and I guess it'd be Curlia now. But um, because that deck builds over time. It, with the Inteleon build, you actually would start really strong. Maybe it was a better deck competitively. But then as, as the game went on, you, you were using up your nets and stuff, and the deck actually worked less well. Whereas Chinchino, you start to fill up with Chinchinos. You're drawing more and more cards. And, you know, you can waste a turn or two. It's okay because I can just get, like, two or three turn prizes late in the game. And, and, and I like that. I like having the option to know things are okay. You know, it's okay. I have a bad turn. Things are not okay when you're playing Malamar. <laughs> uh, another deck that I keep, that gives me a similar feeling as I think no, about we it. Need to, we need to talk about, we need to talk about Malamar. All right. I'm, I figured you yeah. wanted to move on. So. No, no, no. I need to, Malamar is like, it's, it's, it's just so awful. It's just, so, <laughs> to me, it's a very boring deck. You just do the same thing over and over. You just mm -hmm. like, you um, draw cards and then you like, since you know, an octillery uh, and then, then you attack, and then you do that again every turn, every game. It has like no versatility, and and also it's like it, it feels so vulnerable. You need so much setup. Uh, and to me, like when I compare a deck like Mad Party, it's just a worse version of Mad Party. It's an evolution. Uh, you can honestly compare it to a deck like Baby Blacephalon, mm -hmm. which also has combos. It's more interesting, Baby Blacephalon as well. Um, but even if you're playing a very boring build, you still be able to attack from nothing so malamar you just kind of already know that like when you look at your board and you see you don't have any attackers in play for next turn yeah. you just kind of know that it's not good yeah but i mean obviously like against like urshifu you had to know it was a possibility so then at times you had might have to overplay your inkays which then makes the game tougher for you but you know well you, you well you, you play like then they just kill all your like octillies and then you look at your bench and it's just like inkay 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 and then you're like this still isn't good or they go ahead and they meta sham and then then and then they KO both your other NKs and then you you know it, it's a bad I, I agree that it's a was bad deck and part rough I look I think what you part of what you don't like about it is you only have one attacker and that's Malamar yeah. and pretty much with the deck you didn't play gusting like you you needed to either like research or um, Bruno or or Cynthia's ambition every turn um, so you never were you couldn't play boss, right? 
maybe you could play like Pokemon Catcher. Uh, you know, but that's yeah. that's a pretty iffy card there. So yeah. so y- you had one card to attack with. It did one attack, and you're only hitting into your opponent's active. So that turn was very linear. But I like honestly, to me, I want to maximize the current turn, and I'm thinking ahead to my next turn, and I'm not really thinking much beyond that. So a deck like that, so that's what you're doing. It's, okay, this turn, can I get the damage I need for the knockout? How can I set up my next turn so I'm guaranteed to attack? and give myself the best chance to do big damage. And I, I like yeah. that about it. Yeah, I guess I, I should share my, my Malamar story as well. So I was like, it was Malamar came out in like Chilling Rain, uh, and so mm-hmm. people played it, and then people like stopped playing it. And I, I played it a few times when it came out and a few sets after. I like gave up because, you know, it's kind of bad. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I think it was like Astro Venus came out, and people were playing it a little more, and I was like, you know, I'll like... I'll go try it out. And as I think I've said this before, but I went to Limitless, looked at the top deck list like you do, and mm-hmm. I copied it. And it was it was an Irida list because, you know, Irida was a new card. People wanted to throw in a new card. It kind of makes sense. You have some water Pokemon, mm-hmm. and uh, I should just items good. Uh, and yeah. also played Chinchino, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you like Chinchino. I, um, I do. But then, but then, like, Irida and Chinchito don't have, like, the idea of the Irida is that you can search out your Intellions, and it just ran, like, Octavius, the only water fucking, it was just awful. Like, you'd, 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 um, use your supporter, and then you'd draw your hand, and then you'd just see, like, Irida, Irida, Chinchino, 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 and just have, like, no rapid strike for your own hand. And then I just gave up on the deck forever. Well, yeah, see, the Irida doesn't make sense with that, I, I, I gotta say. There's the looking... top list, there's the top list, you know, it's the best yeah. Malware's getting. Well, the top list is always a deck is a, is probably a bit of a high roll list, right? And 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 it worked for one person in one one event. So, I I don't know. As I'm looking at it, here's the other thing that I liked about it is is Rapid Strike Tentacles. It's forty per Rapid Strike card. So as the game went on, you would get to a, a the small deck, and it was all Rapid Strike cards. So you were just doing. It was just it was just so concentrated to do big damage. If if, if you developed the game, as if you developed things right over the course of the game, you it became almost unstoppable. If if you could get survive enough turns with the deck, that that's kind of how I felt with it. Yeah. So you couldn't survive enough turns. So that I I think that might be on you. No, it's the deck's just bad. I'm I'm a good player. The deck's just not good. All right. Well, it was better than cast form, and I'm gonna throw out another deck I liked. So another idea I liked. It was it was it was garbage and, and then so, but that's the uh, uh, Kecleon, was it right with the um, the pop Keck, the one that that with the Chroma Shift, right? Uh, yeah. With which one was this? Was this the Sylveon deck? Uh, no, with um, Kecleon with the um. I guess it probably cheer them and, and such. It, it would match the type of the opponents of of whatever basic energy it had, and then with super effective glasses oh, I think, or goggles, whichever yeah. one it was, right? So it would do triple damage. You hit every type for weakness, obviously except for dragon, right? But so yeah. this idea, an absurd, stupid day, and it's just nothing that would work. So it's, it does ninety damage for three if you could get them on. So now you're doing two seventy off this little dumb basic single prize Pokemon, right? So, you know, a deck like that is fun to me if, if, if it can get going. But that's, you know, kind, kind of garbage too, I got to say. Yeah, Cacleon wasn't very good. And then I, I think we should talk about I, I don't think it was that fun. I think, right. like, it was kind of, it's one of those decks that's, like, bad, funny once in a while, but not that good. Uh, mm-hmm. And then speaking of one of those, like, kind of creator decks, um, the Sylveon 
Kecleon on deck, Sylveon on VMAX does more damage for each type of Pokemon mm. you have on your oh, bench. Yeah, yeah. Um or and then you could stick like a bunch of different types of energy onto Kecleon mm-hmm. and actually have your full bench. You can have like all the types of Pokemon on your bench and then yes. yeah, that was kinda funny. I don't think that ever worked, but it's like it could work occasionally, but yeah, it it wasn't uh, the best way to play Sylveon. No. And not that Sylveon was ever great anyway, although I, I enjoyed Sylveon was pretty good. Arceus Sylveon was good, and Sylveon, when it came out, was very solid as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it had its time. Um, let me let me bring up something with, with the fun. Um, and the idea of winning, right? To me, the, the deck needs to be have some level of success, right? To be fun, it's not fun just to sit, sit down and lose all the time. Um it's not necessarily fun to play the top deck that you just feel like you have the advantage all the time, but you need to have, what, a, comp- a viable deck, I guess, to make it fun? What do you think? Yeah, I think um, it depends. If a deck has, like, quote-unquote natural fun, where the general ideas of the deck are more interesting, you can afford the deck to be worse. Um, but I, I feel like... I definitely think it depends on what you're against as well. There are lots of, like, sometimes the top deck can be very oppressive, especially if it's spread. I'd say a lot of, like, fun decks tend to be single prizes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the ones we've talked about have been single prizes, I think. Uh, and yeah. they're more they're more interesting. They're just more single prize Pokemon. So they're naturally more interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like the idea of... Um, uh, like a deck being fun versus good. I think winning is generally fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of too many times when I win a game and I'm like, that was awful. Um, I've had all sorts of games. There was a game I played the best of three against someone in a tournament, uh, untimed against a control player. It lasted three hours, but <laughs> I won and it was still fun. Okay. Um, if I had lost, it probably would have been not fun. But um, I, I feel like... Uh, yeah, pretty much winning is always fun unless you just completely sweep or you, um but you know it's it's usually fine um like even I've get, had games where I just donked my opponent and won or that's kind of fun too um but then losing it it mm-hmm. doesn't always feel bad but I'd say half around half the time losing feels bad um and that's just not not fun so I think you need a uh, I don't know. I honestly, I'm not exactly sure what makes a loss fun. Obviously, back and forth plays interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes, also, if your opponent is running something really cool, that can be fun as well. Yeah, or knowing that obviously, when you're playing a a deck that's a, a rogue deck and playing up against a, a deck that should beat you and making it close is good. You know, when when you're up against the deck that hits you for weakness and you manage to kind to almost get there right you 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 if you only if you could have hit boss the last turn you would have won and and but knowing that just getting you probably played a, a really good game to get to that point i don't know i feel like those games still aren't that interesting like theoretically this should be cool and i get your logic but mm-hmm. i feel like you, you just lost and i i think if you have a game where you just don't have a shot it's still not fun even if you are able to make it close because you know i just like I just I just like winning, um, and I think most players do as well. And they, because most players like winning, they play top decks, and that becomes very like toxic. This idea of like winning, um, that's why you see people just being like super toxic on ladder as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've said previously that I think a, a rank ladder existing makes the game more toxic. Um, I don't like I don't think most players care too much about their rank, but they care some. And and when something's on the line at all, people just become toxic. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm going to challenge you on this because it, while winning's fun, as you say, you don't like play most of the top decks. You don't find them to be fun decks usually, right? Partly because well, they're you're played not too winning much. All your you're not winning all your games anyway. You're, even if you're playing the best deck in the game, you're probably only winning half your deck matches anyways. And then the decks are still not fun. Um, I, that's not true that all the deck, top decks aren't fun. Um, it depends. So let's see the top decks right now. So mm -hmm. um, you got something like Lost Zone. That's a pretty fun deck, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Because as versatility, when in my opinion, a fun deck has versatility, uh, various options, and and um, mm -hmm. comeback potential, uh, power, obviously, all those different things. Um, and I think Lost Zone hits all the boxes for that. Any pretty much any build of Lost Zone is kind of cool, uh, unless you're going super generic. I, I'm personally a huge fan of like Gudra Lost Zone, but even that's kind of cool. Um, and then, and what you, you do enjoy Lost Zone, right? You've played that one. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it. And obviously, it's uh, you're making a lot of big, dis important decisions. So it's very much a thinking deck, which is important. It yeah. does often, it ha usually has some ability to come back depending on the build, w w what the path is. But usually, you can come back with that deck too, which is nice. And also, it's a single prize deck. It's the mm -hmm. best single prize deck we've had in quite a while, I think. Um, I can't think of yeah. any other single prize deck like that. That's been good, like amazing. I, Reggie's have been good, so I don't. Uh, I yeah, don't Reggie's love Reggie's. Good, yeah. um, they're just not strong enough. Like you just kind of lose a lot of. I never was really just a big fan of the deck in terms of how good it was. Um, the like you, you like Reggie's, right? Not that much, actually. I mean, it's nice in that it's a single prize deck, and it it can hit a, a lot of decks for weakness. But it's a deck which that's really high roll. And you either like by turn two you're set up and you're in great shape, or you're just it didn't set up and you're you know you're going to lose. And I don't enjoy decks like that. I like things that are either that are more consistent and, and such. Then you know at the end of turn one or turn two, it's like oh I I didn't get my turn one. Archieps on the bench. Now I'm going to lose. Oh I got my Archieps set up on the bench. I'm going to win now. I don't find that enjoyable. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I just didn't like the Lukia Archeops spiel. I still don't like it. I think it's a bit more interesting, but also because it's weaker and it's more fun to play against. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a big idea, where, like, if you whiff turn one and you're out of the game, that feels bad. Um, in that same sense, I played the Gardevoir EX deck some, and I'm not a big fan of it, honestly, because it feels like um, you don't set up very well. Like, you set up slower, mm -hmm. and then you just kind of lose. It's a bit of a weird deck to play, and I'm not used to it, but... I'm not a huge fan of that because it uh, it seems kind of high roll. You can play it slower, and maybe that's like the idea where it's just better. But I'm just not a huge fan of the deck. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's cool though. I like the idea of it in the game, uh, and I'm happy that I think some people enjoy it a lot. So it's nice it's there. Uh, I don't think it has qualities that make it like inherently a not fun deck, but. Um, and then other top decks right now. I mean, I think Arceus is kind of cool, right? I haven't actually mm -hmm. played Arceus post-rotation, but... Um, and you enjoy Arceus a lot as well, right? Yeah, it gives a nice flexibility. Um, there were obviously... I haven't played it post-rotation either, but obviously it's still flexible because it can pair with any other V. Um, so it gives you options. It has the inherent its own draw, so you, you can get yourself set up quite often which is nice you know a deck that has the ability to set up and then you have different partners so you can change the deck as you want and also when you're playing against it you know it's kind of nice not knowing what their 60 are 
right? If you, until you see their basic energy against Arceus, you, there's a lot of things you could be up against. You're not sure what to do, and I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think Arceus is like a cool deck. Honestly, it did feel a little bit, little bit oppressive when it came out, but mm -hmm. I think since then it's toned down. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Honestly, for do you have any other like standard decks you want to talk about? I mean, right. I mean, a couple of decks that I've enjoyed that I don't think you've enjoyed amongst the big, the multi-prize attackers. One was Delmize VMAX, that obviously is rotated now. But, it, it, you know, it, the idea of taking a second or third tier Pokemon and, and making it at least a moderately viable deck. And that's probably the best it was. It, it had a different attack. The Swinging Chain could, could, as you powered it up, could do big damage to the bench, which most decks can't so i like that about it and i, and I liked uh say the Entei V. I always kept trying to get that to work because i kind of enjoy fire and again it was kind of like the bad version of suicune v but you know with you know magnabase it, it's just tantalizing that it seems like it could work so just trying to make those things work is also enjoyable yeah i guess i, I like the idea of that as well um but then i, I think some other decks i enjoy mm -hmm. that i forgot about actually one was a. Uh, Decidueye, which I played during the Pog Champ um, yep. tournament, uh, the second one. Honestly, I like that because it was just it just won like all the time. Mm -hmm. You'd hit like auto win after auto win after auto win. Um, so pretty much you just you just win all your games, yeah. uh, and that's fun. It wasn't even that interesting of a deck to play, but it was so easy, and you'd have so many free matchups that was nice. Mm -hmm. um, but then also uh, a different Italian engine. I really enjoyed the Italian engine, and there are various Italian boxes, including yep. the Dark Box deck. This I thought was pretty cool. I like being able to do these interesting combos every turn and having the power to do whatever you want, and Italian engine kind of gives you that. Mm -hmm. So I, I was a big fan of that as well. Yeah, and, and thinking of the Situi, I think a little after that, the Dark Box came out with a bunch of, you know, Dark could be of single prizers and such with with some different ways to play it. So that was in you know that was interesting. It was tr a little tricky to play, I think. Um, and it was a point. There was a time when it was a strong deck that that if you played it right, you could get good results from it. I think you liked that more than I did. Yeah, I like that deck a lot. With um, there are four attackers, and there's honestly a big debate of like what was the ideal way to play it. Uh, and it didn't really matter. But uh, it was Sableye V. <laughs> And yeah. Weezing, that was kind of one package where mm -hmm. you start with Weezing, finish with Sableye, uh, and then the other idea is that you could do Hoopa Moltres. Yeah. Um, you start with Hoopa, which is, in my opinion, worse because it doesn't ability lock, and then end with Moltres. Um, obviously, Weezing is not fun to play against, but uh, a Glam Moltres V, or Baby Glam Moltres, sorry. Right. Um, and, but then you could kind of stick them all together and end up with like a kind of neat deck with the Italian engine, um, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, in decks that are a little bit off are fun. Like you, you and you enjoyed, and I've enjoyed playing the Zero Aura uh, Rapid Rapid Strike Inteleon deck back when, obviously, before that Inteleons the Drizzles rotated. And if you could just set up, you know, to just use Sobble to get some Pokemon on the bench, and then just start switching these Zero Auras in. If it worked, you know, it was very high roll. You were doing good things. Most, of course, a lot of the time it did nothing. Yeah, and I also. Uh, I have to say I am a content creator, truly. Um, I will, I'll just play like a deck a few times, post a video on it, and never touch it again. Mm -hmm. um, it's like fun those few times, and then just move on. Uh, and speaking of moving on, I think it's time we move on to okay. talking about, um, it's still on the topic of fun decks, but of other formats. 
So I think we want to, we should talk about the theme deck format a little, right? Because we both enjoy that, or we did, uh, anyways, enjoy that format a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge, obviously, part of PTCGO. Um, I've migrated, so I cannot play theme anymore. Um, I can't even. Yeah, I can't play theme at all, right? I, I mean, I could I could jump in expanded, but you can't even do it against an invitation because you can't invite friends for a non-standard decks. So. Um, it, you know, a couple things that was nice. One, there was a set of decks to choose from, and there were a decent number of choices. I mean, there was many, many theme decks. A lot of them obviously weren't good, but you had a lot to choose from. You, you knew more or less what all the, the builds were that you're going up against. I know, never really never memorized the 60, but you knew at least, like, 50-plus of the cards, right? How many, like, energy recoveries and stuff might be the, the question. Um, and the decks are pre-built, so you didn't have to worry about am i is do i have the right 60 in this so it was a kind of a way to it to it was that to relax when you played pokemon right you knew the deck you were playing you knew the way most of the matchups would go obviously every game's different because what you draw and what your opponent draws in the moves but but you're, you're you can kind of be semi on autopilot in play and there's times when i th think that's just is fun yeah, I think it's it's pretty cool. Um, the format's like pretty chill as well, like, as you were talking mm -hmm. about. Um, I think one issue is like the types. Uh, honestly, type matchups in standard, they're sometimes important. They're sometimes not. In mm -hmm. theme, they can be very important though, um, because like water, fire, water and fire are just the dominant types. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's there's the Dragonite Storming Storm deck as well, which is very good. Mm -hmm. Um. But I feel like type matchups can completely make certain matchups like unwinnable. So that's not ideal, but mm -hmm. there are definitely times you can overcome it as well. Um, and then I, I feel like theme's pretty cool, but most of the decks didn't have too much specifically interesting going for them. It's just a good format overall. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the decks were pretty straightforward with what you do. The decks like... Um... The, the water de what the, what was the what's the deck with Napoleon right where, where you kind of what was that Depths or Imperial Command which one um the one the unseen depths I think the yeah unseen one. yeah unseen depths where you where you where you could choose the attack from the previous evolution so you had some decision making and which is good right so you're making choices and making the right choices what you know certainly could would impact how the game went some of the decks were much more linear and it was just did you hit the draw the right cards when you needed it and then if you did you won and if not you lost so games decks with decision making you know made it more enjoyable yeah and actually the you're talking about the empoleon that reminds me of something that's i think very important is um that i forget we forgot to mention is toolbox style decks mm -hmm. um there is a variety of them. Um, I think the most notable, and actually a world championship deck, Mewtwo and Mew. Uh, you didn't play that much, but I played it a lot, and it was so fun. Um, mm -hmm. Allowing you to copy various GXs. Uh, it's probably, in my opinion, the most fun deck of all time. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a it, it is really good. Um, and that's where like the the Mewtwo V Max is is just like a a pale comparison, right? Because it has such a limited set of cards. Movie Max, sorry, yeah, because it has so few cards to copy from that it makes it very linear as to what it can do, which which is opposed to the old Mewtwo and Mew went a lot of ways. And obviously, you, you've messed around with Zoroark a good bit, which I haven't done, and that obviously lends itself to a, a toolbox going a lot of directions too. Yeah, so I think um, I think toolbox decks are super cool. 
Um, obviously, Napoleon's not really a toolbox. You have, I guess, two no. options, kind of three. But um, I think, like, Mutant Mew is super awesome. And then Ditto Toolbox with Control. That's actually a really interesting deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're, like, toolbox decks define a good format, in my opinion. I think they're probably the most interesting deck. And I think pretty much everyone enjoys them, uh, assuming that they're, like, decent. I think it's good having them. I don't. I don't think it should be that everybody has to play a toolbox deck, though. I think more no, linear yeah. decks should be viable too. But then having toolbox is is another choice, and you know, make makes things keeps everybody on their toes, right? Because you, you you don't know what's going to happen. It can adjust to things easier. Yeah, and I think a deck like Arceus toolbox isn't a toolbox deck enough. Um, I think you just need. And I think Pokemon toolbox, Pokemon that are designed to be toolbox, so kind of like Ditto, like Mewtwo, Mew, mm-hmm. like um, like Zoroark are important for a format. Yeah, I think it's good when they're there. They probably aren't always around though, to that extent, right? They're, um, or, or, or I think there's usually some. Some, some. There's usually something like that in the format, okay. but sometimes you're just kind of bad. Because at this point, there's there's the Zor- right the single price Zorark is the toolbox, but it's been very yeah. difficult. Well, Zorark, the, but Zorark's been good at times. Ditto mm-hmm. um, has been good at times, and then um, I mean, there's like Virtue Draco Vmat or V Star, which is kind of toolboxy, but they're in a ton of options. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Mew Vmax, not that toolboxy, but very strong. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, when you say Reggie Drago V Star, hopefully they they keep making. Uh... Dragon type Pokemon, so it gets more options there. I think part of the idea of a toolbox deck with a lot of them is that you can use their various energy costs. With Reggie Draco, you have to use that energy cost, which isn't as um right as, as interesting because right. there's always there's usually always a very clear best attack. And then Lost Zone is a toolbox, right? You, you can use Mirage Gate to power up anything you want, so you can it, that opens up multi other other types. Mm-hmm. Depending on yeah, what yeah. the cost is. Yeah, and that's why I like it. Um, with the Amazing Rares, it was kind of cool. And you could make an argument that Lugia Archaeops is also toolbox, but like, yeah, it was kind of obnoxious. Like, the tools that you had in your toolbox were like, you had like one attack that instantly KO'd their active, <laughs> another attack that like wiped their whole board, and another attack that took extra prizes. And so, like, all the tools in the toolbox were just kind of obnoxious. Right, so yeah, that definitely true. So I mean, it's it's Lugia Archaeops is in a better place now that that it's been nerfed with the loss of the special energies in particular. I yeah. think so. Um, but then, are there other specific points you want to talk about that you you thought of? Um, I mean, I I guess we should talk about GLC some right because that's probably the other format that gets the most discussion in general. And I haven't, yeah, I've not been a GLC person, um. Obviously, it's a lot of effort to put together your 60-card list, right, because you don't duplicate things, and I'm probably a little bit lazy for that. Um, and then it, it's just a whole different set of cards you have to get to know. So unless you're going to make the commitment to get into GLC, it, it, you can't really be a, play well it, unless you've taken the time to understand what all the other decks are playing in general. Yeah, also I think um, if you've been following GLC or if you haven't, it's it's kind of like dying, uh, especially with live um, mm-hmm. not having the full GLC and PTGO also not having the full GLC. It's essentially impossible to play GLC. You can play yeah. it in person, but it was it's really supposed to be an online format. Um, yeah. Honestly, I definitely need to make a video about GLC. We'll just talk about um, 
like why it's just kind of it it uh unfortunately flopped oh i got kicked out of p2go um <laughs> speaking of flopped uh but yeah dlc unfortunately is on its on its way out um it, it does have some stuff it's like fun to talk about um but it's becoming a thing of the past um and i wonder if something will be there to replace it because we have like no formats we just have standard um, and even a format like expanded, the second most supported format mm-hmm. is just awful. I, I think like I don't think there are any decks in expand. I'd say are like good for the game. Yeah, I mean, the, right. It, it it certainly like a PTCG. There are a lot of donk decks, and to go, you know, when you you jump in and you just get, you know, it's one turn and you've either won or lost the game. It's not fun from my standpoint if I'm not playing a donk deck. Um, and and and. There were some of the cards that you needed for the top decks were really expensive there. So it's uh, in live it'll be more accessible if they ever get it working. Um, honestly, the f- if if they keep the expanded nerfed the way it is shrunk, right? I, that might actually be a better format. I'm not sure. It, it might make it a little more interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure though. Yeah, I think that's might, might be true. Um, where like Donk isn't is good. I don't even remember. Yeah, Donk just loses some of its like item cards, which it kind of needs. Um, and then also, um, I, I feel like the issue like control is like super obnoxious. There's so many mm-hmm. decks that just stop you from playing the game almost completely. Um, yeah. Either sorry that you're playing some absurdly powerful deck, including Mad Party. Mad Party can definitely one shot anything turn one. Maybe not a tag team, um, but pretty much anything else you can one shot. You can definitely one shot yeah. a V turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so overpowered. Um, you have, and then you have decks there. I think the biggest, the new, I haven't been following it that much either, because now Iceman is also like impossible to play. Um, yeah. But uh, there was the Dialga V Star deck with Giratina Garchomp Tag Team GX that just uh, removed all your points Pokemon from play, which mm-hmm. was kind of problematic because obviously like that that's not good. Um, so yeah, I I think um expanded is not a good format. Uh, and I've mm-hmm. seen some other forms popping up. I might make a I should probably make a tier list format a format tier list format video. Tier list. Yeah. Um someone actually asked, I think Ember Power asked to, for me to do that. Um so I might do that. Um but mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't mind there being a constructed single prize format other than GLC. Um something that was more like along the standards but standard format, but just single prize. Um, you know, and maybe with a couple bands if if it was necessary. But you know, it's fun to play single prize decks, right? And, and generally, they're tough to play against all these multi prize decks. So I, I, you know, I think if people would like that, the opportunity to play more single prize things. I, I don't yeah. know that Pokemon's ever going to provide the ability to do that because you want to be able to do it and not just have to pair, not just do friend requests. Although that would be good too because we can't do friend requests for expanded type things um but if if you could jump in the ladder against someone else with some alternate format deck on the on some rank ladder i think pokemon needs to provide that i'm not sure if they will with live but they i think they for the health of the game they're gonna have to yeah and i think i think that the last thing i have to say is um speaking of uh, formats i will be releasing or i may have already released a video about my random deck format which as I, i mentioned earlier but it randomly generates a deck for you um, it only right now uses cards from Scarlet and Violet, so and all single prizes as well. So it's kind of cool. Um, 
it's obviously very easy. You don't need to make the deck. You do need to get to craft the cards if you don't already have them, but they should all be relatively cheap. So I, I'd recommend you like try that out. Um, I should have a link in on my channel. I have like a video uh, linking to the spreadsheet of all the lists, and you know, just like go ahead and grab a random one off of that. Um, but I think that's is that it. I think yeah, I think we've covered things pretty well. So um, yeah, we were obviously been the reasonably effective podcast. Um, and I'm in types, and I'm on Common Fossil. Uh, and remember, uh, to if you're watching on YouTube, uh, like check out our other channels, um, and also subscribe. That'd be really appreciated. Um, and you can watch on Spotify, Apple, whatever, uh, pretty much any uh, podcast platform yes. you can check us out on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope you enjoyed, and we're excited to see you in the next episode. Take care.